It's time for The Rush with OU color analyst Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got a question or opinion? Hit the guys up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439 or call the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Orlando Brown, Easy Money University. Orlando Brown, Easy Money University. You like that? And should it be a new thing? Yeah. I guess the the answers could be separate there. Do you like that? Should it be a new thing for like OU offensive linemen? Is that a is that a is that a pre-NIL admission from <laughs> Orlando Brown, or is that just oh. like a, a saying? Uh, if it is a pre-NIL admission, I would be nervous about it, but phew, the NCAA is not going to do anything about this $13 million deal with Jaden Rashada that didn't go down, so they're not going to do anything. Right. Uh, I'll tell you what's funny. I think I was a freshman at OU – so the first OU game I ever went to was the OU Louisville game. Was that ninety seven or ninety eight? That was ninety seven, and they played at Louisville at in ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. So I went to that game and uh, really enjoyed it. I think that they won. They did win, but I was. It was like my first time where I was old enough to really know what was going on to attend a like a, a football game like that and I was in the end zone and I just loved the view of the field and it was it was just amazing and I was watching this dude make play after play and it was Travian Smith and he ended up going to Oakland and playing for the Raiders sure and whenever I was a freshman they were playing on Monday night football and I was still having, like, he made such an impression. I was still, like, a fan of his and, like, loved hearing stories about him from the older players. And I'll never forget his his Monday night football starting lineup intro. He said, uh, Travian Smith, Smoky Lane University. <laughs> I never heard that. That's great. So I was like, uh, okay. So the guy smoked some weed at OU. No big Smoky deal. Smoky Lane University. What? <laughs> I'm guessing uh, what that is. What that meant? I don't know what else it could mean. Maybe text line can help uh, us out with that. No, that was uh, that's that's cool. I love that. But Easy Money University, Orlando Brown, Easy Money University. Sounds good, man. I and, like uh, it. As I tweeted out on uh, Saturday, he's got a point. Trent Williams, highest paid left tackle with a 138 million dollar deal. Lane mm. Johnson, the third highest paid right tackle with a 72 million dollar deal. And Orlando mm. Brown, the tenth highest paid left tackle, he's making sixteen point two million this season. And I think is he did he already re up his deal at Kansas City or is he? I don't know why I think he's like on a one year six. I thought I because I, yeah. I think he's on a one year sixteen point two million dollar deal. I think he was kind of betting on himself, wasn't he? That he would play really well and and re up and sign a big one. Yeah, I think you're right. I'd say so. Um, 
of the four teams left, Oklahoma's got three really good tackles in the game. Uh, still, still left. That's that's pretty impressive. Did and, you, like you got the best. Like according to a lot of people, you got the best right tackle in all of football in Lane Johnson, and the best left tackle in all of football in Trent Williams. Did you ever? Did the Lions ever get to play on Sunday Night Football when you were there? No. So you never got to say, uh, Tony Lehman, University of Oklahoma? I don't think so. Not that I remember. If we did, then I think we played on Monday Night Football once, and I think it was the year I was injured. So then your last, like, intro during a game would have been this one. Oh, you are the worst. <laughs> Still holds up. I just grew up loving it. Still holds up. Grew up loving it, man. Mom's spaghetti. God, that's classic. Oh, that's great. right. You know what? If and that's the last time, I'm so glad you never got to do that in the NFL. I'm glad that's the last time you got to do that. Ah, it holds up. They pro- everyone probably saw that and heard it and was like, yeah, no reason to really add this guy to the mix. Doesn't bring much to the table. <laughs> yeah. But I got to tell you, of all of those things, they still stand up to scrutiny. Yeah. Elway, Spaghetti, and the Big Lebowski. Big, big Lebla- uh, Lebowski, sure, yeah. No, it's tw- been 20 years since that happened. You're right, they have aged. Programs mm-hmm. facing pivotal seasons in 2023, according to uh, 24-7 Sports. Give me uh, two to three programs you think are on the uh, list of the – they have pivotal seasons coming up next year. Let's see, you pivotal. Could, you could I, probably get them all, honestly. I guess what they mean by pivotal is perhaps coming off of disappointment, Um something has gone on to where they need clarity with what the path forward is going to be. Yes. Oklahoma. Yeah. Oh, you, and and not everyone's, um, not everyone's on the same level, if that makes sense. Sure. I think, um, OU's definitely on there. Yep. hundred percent. Uh, I think Ohio state university is definitely on there. Yep. Those are the two teams in the headline, but there's a few others. Notable. Um, I think, I think Texas has to be on there. Uh, there was a Texas school on here, but not UT. There's a Texas school on there, but not UT. That should be a dead giveaway. I mean, a dead giveaway. A and M. A and M. Yes, with their three billion dollar head coach is in a pivotal year going into next season. A and M's uh, on there. OU's on there. Clemson. Clemson's not on there. Florida is on there year two uh, with that new staff. And then Miami is the uh, other listed. Boy, I, Florida definitely. After the uh, the situation they've gone through recently, trying to save face from that whole whole deal, which, you know, I don't know what, it, what, what the fallout has been in recruiting circles, but – it's probably the worst case scenario that you could have is an NIL promise falls flat. Um, even though I believe 
this is a great thing for Florida that they did not follow through on that NIL, that ridiculous yeah, NIL contract for that kid. I, you know, I feel bad that they promised it to him and he's not going to get it. But well, maybe he will if they're going to sue him for it. I don't know what's going on there, but like th- whoever extended that offer is that that's just beyond dumb. Um, so I don't know, but yeah, pivotal for Florida, absolutely. I'm, Miami, yeah, okay, yeah. I, no, I, I agree with all these: A and M, Ohio State, Florida, Miami, and I, I. Yes, it's a it's a pivotal year for OU in in year two. Like, cause, cause I, I would say. Go ahead. Well, sorry. I mean, there's just some things that. All right, six and seven, it sucks, but there's some things to still be optimistic about. I don't know if you can still have an optimistic feel to the off season if year two you are uh, as bad as you were this past year. No, you can't. You just flat out can't. You're right about that. Now, I I think that. I don't know that Miami should be in there. Why? They're pretty bad last year. They were bad, but they've been bad for going on 20 years, aside from maybe one or two years in there where they made uh, a small run, but nothing, no, no run that was of any consequence to anyone. They just haven't been good. It, it's going to take some time to flip that thing around. They're recruiting – uh, an excellent clip. What's their class ranked right now? They were well. They dropped after losing Cormani McLean. They were at four. I think they're back at like seven or eight right now. But they're still, seven. It's, but it's they sound like they sound like five incredible offensive linemen. You know, they're they're doing some really good things. Um, I think it just may take a little bit of time at Miami. There's no reason to start to panic. Like you just have to wait a little bit for the, these recruits to start making their way. Um, into some productive positions where they've got a little bit of experience to them. It's going to happen with Miami. It's just a matter of time. You got to you got to ride it out a little bit. I mean, saying that it. I mean, yeah. If Miami has a really good year, it's going to maybe springboard them to some some grounds they haven't seen in a long time. But if they have a ho hum year, kind of middle of the road, in my opinion, it doesn't change my. Uh, medium to long-range prediction of what's going to happen at Miami. They're going to be really good in due time. And they got a really good coach. I think it's just you just got to be patient there if you're Miami, and I know that's hard to do. Yeah, I, I guess maybe the thought there is um, the luster will start to wear off with Mario Cristobal if he has another bad year. Right. But I think the recruiting jump has been more NIL than it's been. I'm sure Cristobal has helped with that. It has been. But it's been with, with NIL. Well, that's what I'm saying is – like the luster may wear off with Cristobal, but the uh, the well is not going to run dry when it comes to money and Ruiz there back in the program. Well, so, I'll, I'll tell you this: um, I will be rooting against Miami this year, kind of like I always have. I'll be rooting mm-hmm. against Texas. I'll be yeah. recruiting against Texas A and M. Uh, who else do you view as uh, major NIL players? Oregon. I'll be rooting against Oregon this year. I am rooting against every single program that is thought to be a heavy player in NIL because I think that OU is a player, but not as heavily as those. I, I just think that OU is always going to be kind of fighting that in certain circumstances, and I think that they have a chance to fare a lot better 
if teams like Miami, Texas A&M, and Oregon don't all of a sudden really start to get it going. Like, OU's going to recruit well regardless. I understand that. I, I just think it makes life a little bit easier if these heavy NIL programs continue to be not very good. We need some more Floridas. Well, We need some more NIL blow-ups. Yeah. Right? To where a lot of people kind of lose faith in the system, the arrangement, however things are going down. That's – that would – that d- does Oklahoma good, I think. Well, yeah, they, they just had the best, maybe the best recruiting year they've ever had in the state of Florida. I think they got like three of the top 30 players. And Brent thinks yeah. he got the best player in Florida in Lewis Carter. The Vickers kid. Flo- oh, yeah, Lewis Carter, sorry, yeah. Flo- um, Florida continues to, to be down. Miami continues to be down. We'll see what happens with Florida State. I think that that's only a, that's only a benefit to me for OU. Because they're going to continue yeah. to attack Florida, and as long as those three programs are, are, are down, that that helps their chances in that state, and they want to be in that state because they got ties in that state. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Um, I'm. I feel like I'm already behind. This last year, I followed recruiting by far more than I ever have. A lot of people did. And it's not even close. And I know that we're not even officially, like, when is the last signing day? It's like first week of February or yeah, something like that? Yeah, it may be February 1 this year. I, 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 yeah, it's where it always is, early well, February. Not even done with the 23 signing class, right? Like, there's still stuff happening out there not necessarily uh, much for Oklahoma but I already feel like I'm behind on the 24 class I don't know anyone um, I, I finally after okay. a full year I started to kind of I knew the big names out there not just Oklahoma guys some of the other big names going elsewhere kind of had a grasp of, of the landscape and now it's gone and I'm back, totally back to square one I know Zero players, except for the Hawkins kid, I guess. Well, I, Hawkins and Dylan Riola is most people yeah, right yeah. now. I think following the 2024 class with this timeline, I think that you should approach it like watching an NBA game. Um, this is it. This is the first quarter that we're in right now. So you're going to, like, monitor it, you know, but you're not really going mm-hmm. to sit there for the first 12 minutes and go all in. You're just going to kind of lightly monitor it, right? Then the second quarter gets here and kind of the same thing. Just like an NBA game, really only pay attention to the fourth quarter, the final three months. That's when most of the relevant things happen. Good job by trying to convince people to not listen to load up until uh, next October. Yeah, yeah, I'm just trying to get a ratings bump in the month of October next year. (laughs) (laughs) Mostly because I'm in the same boat as you. It's like... Yeah, 2023, you got to learn all these names, and it's like a, okay, you got to do the same thing for 2024 all over again. It's a beast. Well, despite your, um, your help, I'm going to refuse that, and I am still going to listen to you and Parker Thune every doubt day that. from 2 to 3 o'clock. Yeah, I doubt that. It's where I get my crouton news, man. <laughs> I doubt that. That's where um, I figure out what all the scuttlebutt is going on out there. We had a conversation last week of, okay, so defensive backs, probably the best position group in the 2023 class. What's it going to be in 2024? And we, we, we think defensive line is that class for 2024, which I'm sure most people are going to say, 
Yeah, bring that on, please. Bring on David Stone, five-star defensive lineman to OU over Michigan State. If you get him, yeah. if you get him, then I think there's a real good chance that we look back at the 2024 class and say, man, that D-line haul, that's the best that you've had in a long time. That's the best part about this 24 class. And really, I think that's what you got to hope for. Yeah, and you'll you'll sign that D-line class for the 24 group right around the same time Hicks is hitting the transfer portal, right? That's perfect, yes. Yeah, so you'll bring him in next year as well. No, uh, look, I <laughs> – What's the timetable before they get really good defensively? I hope it's next year. But what do you mean by really good? What is that? How do you qualify that? Really good is top, 10? top fifteen to me. Yeah. Hmm. Is that not? Yeah. Is that not you? Top fifteen. Yeah. No. No. I, I think that that's. I think that qualifies. The, the point sure. is, is that I think that we can tell whether it happens or not, or when it happens. Talent is talent is coming in this program on the defensive side. It's they're upgrading mm-hmm. talent on that side. It's it's pretty obvious. I think that I think we without a doubt have the players and the schedule to be able to be a top fifteen defense next year. Now you don't know the schedule. Well, or do you? I know the non-conference, and I know basically who we're going to play. And with that being the case, I feel like we could like, we could be a top fifteen defensive team. Kansas State ended up kind of right around that number this year. We could be that. Um, Iowa State was probably a little further back than that, but you know, like whenever it comes to yards, I think they were they were really high. Uh, but I, we can do it. I just I'm not ready to say that that's going to happen because yeah. we just we just have to see some massive improvement at all three levels, tackling. Like the biggest thing to me, though, is just the knowledge and experience. Like the knowledge of the defense and experience in it, and that's going to be so much better next year. I just, I'm hesitant to say like exactly what it means at this point. Few texts before we hit a break. It needs to be D line is best and O line is second best. Need to get three or four wide receivers too. Talking about the 24 class. Uh, if, if you think it needs yeah. to be defensive line, like, sure, yes. I I, I would agree with that. O-line being I mean, second what was best. Se- o- yeah. O-line second, yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, we say the the um, defensive back is was the best position in this recruiting class. I mean, right up front, I think that stands to reason. But I think the offensive line – I just sit back and wait a little bit. There's going to be players, man. There's going to be a, a year, two years of development going on with this group, and hopefully that's something we revisit in the not too distant future and come back and say like, "Wow, what an offensive line recruiting!" Oh class yeah, you're because hoping it's like your foundation piece, like they're like two, like three, some two or three year starters up there. Really, yeah. three-year starters. What you're Caden Green, everyone knows him. He's the highest-rated guy. He's fantastic. Uh, the Bates kid, the center out of Colorado, 
really has a high ceiling. But, you know, the name, I think, to really watch is he's way down the list is Logan Howland. The 6'7", 280-pound tight end conversion to tackle. Um, I think he could be something really, really, really good. And then you've got Ozeda as well. So who broke, it, who broke one of our chairs good. during the pregame show this year. So yeah. you know he's going to be a good O-lineman. Which is perfect. Yeah, so I, I think there's a chance it could be really strong. It's four good players up front. They'll add in the 24 class. But, yeah, I, I think D-line is going to be the best part of this uh, this next class. And I think everyone's like, yeah, let's let's let that be the case. No one's going to complain about that. Uh, not at all. All right, let's hit a quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Final hour rolls on here from Newcastle Casino. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. You'll feel good about Landers. How good? Our best deals every day good. Like 4000 off and 2.99% financing for 60 months with no payments for 90 days on select 2022 Silverados and take 1750 off MSRP on new 2023 Malibus and Equinox. Let us show you just how good your experience can be at Landers Chevrolet of Norman and LandersChevroletNorman.com. Find new roads. Must finance with GM Financial for well-qualified buyers, WAC. Holy hail damage! Are you or your loved ones looking for a trustworthy and affordable roofing company after the storms? Look no further than Elite Roofing Systems, a sooner-born, sooner-bred, locally-owned roofing company. Elite Roofing has been helping homeowners and commercial property owners across the greater OKC area get beautiful, functional roofing systems at reasonable rates. Call Craig Cox and the team at Elite Roofing Systems today at 405-361-3094 for a free evaluation and estimate today. Take your game in a new direction and experience one of Southern Oklahoma's finest golf destinations. Located just 20 minutes south of Oklahoma City, Winter Creek Golf and Social Club offers its guests the opportunity to experience 18 beautifully designed holes paired with 14 lakes all across stunning natural landscape. This course does not disappoint. Give us a call at 405-224-GOLF to book your tee time today. Looking at a pretty lopsided matchup, Jim. Ron, this newcomer has no idea what he's getting himself into. Let's go to the action. Jim, the size difference alone is staggering. Unbelievable, Ron, and this guy acts like he doesn't have a care in the world. What is he thinking? Every day, people tempt fate and die trespassing on railroad tracks. See tracks, think train. Hey guys, when you're looking for the best deals on liquor, a great beer selection, and the friendliest staff in Norman, head over to Joe's Wines and Spirits. TJ Perry here for my friends over at Joe's Wines, and with the new year upon us, maybe you're out of stock at home after all of those holiday parties and guests. Joe's Wines has the best prices in town, the staff's always there to help you out, and there's always great monthly specials. So do what I do, head over to Joe's Wines and Spirits right here in Norman, 1330 East Alameda, or visit their Facebook page for the latest deals. At VA, veterans receive world-class health care and are treated with respect and dignity. Women veterans receive specialized care for their unique needs. Veterans with PTSD experience life-saving therapies. Paralyzed veterans access new technologies to improve mobility. Whole Health is changing primary and specialty care at VA. 
For the care, respect, and compassion veterans deserve, choose VA. Visit choose.va.gov. We are the Carlstone, a 55-plus active living community in Norman, Oklahoma. As we get older, it's important to take care of ourselves and our loved ones. At the Carlstone, we have everything you need to start living your best life. Start your day off with a workout or relax at the spa. Enjoy full-service dining, stay in for a movie, or hit the town with your friends. Call or visit us online today and start living your best life at the Carlstone. My name is Dee, and I dream big. I need a good job to get what I want, so I signed up for DRS Transition. Are you a teen with a disability? Get free career counseling. Work experience. And a paycheck. DRS Transition helped us get ready for life. Dream big. Dream big. Contact Oklahoma Department of Rehabilitation Services, 800-487-4042, or okdrs.gov. The Riverwind Casino and Hotel bringing you the final hour of The Rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. Uh, we revealed earlier that OU hasn't played a, an, an FBS non-conference opponent that ended the season with a winning record since Kyla Murray was on campus in 2018 when OU beat UCLA in Norman. So that's interesting. With that being said, what is the most uh, intriguing non-conference game this year? Is it Tulsa because they have some uh, – recognizable names on their staff with a few recognizable players? Probably is for me. Tulsa, at Tulsa, SMU at home, or Arkansas State at home? Well, I guess it's Tulsa. Um, which I, I don't mean to... But... I think, Tulsa's, I think Tulsa's a good program. I think they made a good hire in Kevin Wilson. And what he's done in, you know, putting together staff and what they've done in the portal and keeping some players around there. I think they've, they're off to a really hot start. But? But it's it's a non-Power 5. Yeah. I, I wish we played – I think we should play Tulsa every single year. I don't know if they want to play us every year, but I think we should. Um, you know, we were supposed to be playing Georgia. That's the most interesting non-conference game. I wish we were still playing it. Well, it would be one of the most in the – like Notre Dame, Ohio State would be there. Um, it'd be like top three most intriguing non-conference games. It's totally not totally. It's wrecked OU's home schedule, which is a bummer, and it's made it to where George is going to have one of the more favorable schedules in the country next year. I don't know if one of the more favorable schedules in the country they'll have one of the more favorable schedules in the SEC next year. How about that? Yeah, and they may be the best team in the SEC again next season. Essentially, we're going to play five non-conference games this coming season against five non-Power 5 football teams. Um, that is a very interesting way to look at it. Um, in the past, I would have made a joke that Kansas is also a non-Power 5 team. Can't do that anymore. Yeah, checks out. Five. Yeah, because we're going to play two schools – that are the new, you know, I think we're going to play two schools that are newcomers to the conference. And all the newcomers to the conference are non-Power 5 schools. So you add that to 
what has already been, you know, deemed our non-conference schedule, even though I think SMU is a good school that's done some good stuff lately, and I think, like I just said about Tulsa, but they're still non-Power 5 schools, and then we're going to have two more. But, you know, the two more that we play, it would be one thing if you were playing, you know, Cincinnati or one of the new schools at home, but you're going to be on the road most likely for both of them. So you've got five non-Power 5 schools that you're going to play, and three of them are on the road. Yeah. Yeah, um, and maybe one of those non-conference games gets flipped around if they want to play, like, OU at BYU or OU at Cincinnati Week 3. But, you know, there's a likely scenario where the storyline for us early in the year might be, okay, they look really good. They played really well so far, but we're really not going to know what this team has until they go to Dallas, which yeah. is going to be around week five. Like We might have to wait about a month to find out next year what that team really is, which is not yeah. – it, necess- it doesn't feel like that's normally the case. Like you at least get a nice little test somewhere before Texas, but that may not be the case well, this season. Well, hey, I'll tell you this. I, I know I'm, I'm just saying like the, the schedule does not – it doesn't jump out at you like, wow, this is going to be an exciting year. But it's the schedule we need. Like That's a playoff schedule. That's an ACC schedule, what we have next year. Ain't no year. doubt about that. You know, it's you play a bunch of teams where uh, most college football fans across the country are going to say, are they a Power 5 school or no? That's what the ACC schedule is. And that's what we're going to be playing. So... It's what we need. After a six and seven year, I, I, I wish we were playing Georgia, but that's like a that's, that's for me, right? In my excitement, the program probably doesn't need to be playing Georgia next year yeah. to start off the year. Twenty four seven at their ten most uh, important conference games next year, and OU wasn't on there. I guess hard to be when you don't know exactly who they're going to play in the conference. Yeah. There, there are some years where we have legitimate conversations of, hey, is Bedlam the most important conference game for OU this year? Is TCU the most – like, depending on who's good that year. And we'll always get texts that say, no, Texas is always the most important game on the schedule. Texas yeah. is the most important game on the schedule this year for OU. I don't care who's yep. on it. After what happened last year, um, you, you, you got to go and win that game. That, that, that is a – that's a big, big time football game for OU this year to go back and win. You got to, you got to bounce back, and it would be good to bounce back in huge fashion. So, which I think is possible. Hey, um, I from from where I view it right now, I think we have the potential to have a really strong roster next year. But. There's, there's a big butt there. There's going to have to be some guys make some big leaps. I feel like they're capable of it, but, you know, time will tell. Um, just for reference on all these other ten most important conference games, Iowa at Wisconsin was ten. Okay. Um, nine to six final. Be fun. Florida State at Clemson is at nine. Okay, that's okay. a good one. That's a good one. Maybe, should maybe even be ranked higher than that. Oregon at Washington is number eight. Uh, Michigan at Penn Oregon State. at Washington is eight. Oh, that means Oregon USC is going to be number one. Michigan at Penn State is seven. Okay. USC at Oregon is six. Okay. Penn State at Ohio State is five. 
Yeah. Tennessee at Bama is four. That'll be a big mm-hmm. one. That'll be a big time game. Georgia at Tennessee, another big time game. That'll be at three. Yeah. Uh, LSU at Alabama will be two. And Ohio State at Michigan is number one. Huh. I like the fact that um, total disrespect for the team that actually won the Pac-12 this year. Utah, yeah, with their quarterback coming back too, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they beat USC twice last year. They play again in conference, unless I'm like totally missing out. Don't uh, they play them again, right? Yeah, Don't they play uh, yeah. them every year? Yeah, they're uh, yeah they'll play they're in, in the L- same division. They'll play in the Coliseum this year because I think they're still yeah. keeping their. I'm pretty sure they're still keeping their divisions in the Pac-12 next year. Beat them twice last year in two incredible games, and uh, if it weren't for Utah, USC would have been in the college football playoff, and that one doesn't even make the list. But Oregon, Washington does, and Wisconsin and or- Iowa does. Are you? That's the worst one on there. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. It was that was basically like the same four teams that just like circled around each other. Oh it felt gosh, like, yeah. Well, the SEC for sure. That was the case. Which yeah. ne- interesting year next year for Tennessee, by the way, at Alabama, uh, Georgia at home. Real an interesting year for Alabama next year. They get Tennessee at home, and they'll get LSU at home, the two games they lost uh, from this past year. Yeah. Yeah, well, we're due to play we're, – we're due to play LSU or maybe LSU in the playoff or USC in the playoff. I think we'll play USC in the playoff this year. Um. It all comes around. It's the same teams yeah. over and over and over. It's been a while since we've played USC in a big game. It's it's they're going to happen this year. Why, the why, stars are aligning. Why do you feel like it's LSU or USC? It's just the two teams turning the rotation. Because okay. we did say earlier that it seems like OU's played half the SEC in the past 25 yeah. years in bowl games. So, hey. And the other times they weren't playing – uh, SEC teams, they were playing either Florida State or USC. If it's a close game, because that always matters, would well, would OU USC be one of the highest rated games of all time in like a meaningful semifinal game? Because everyone else in the well, country knows the uh, the the hate that's yeah. still there. Yeah, and with the weeks leading up to it, I, if both teams were poised and undefeated the conversation would already start right like this has to happen yeah i think so there'd be tons of drama there absolutely and you know the the powers that be would start banging the drum for for that matchup to happen and yeah absolutely i think it'd be incredible um i wonder if uh, ou fans would act like LSU fans uh, if they played USC in a semifinal game. Uh, OU fans are, you know, very nice fans to opposing fans. I feel like you, you get you get treated well when you're around OU fans, but I wonder if that circumstance they turn into the worst version of themselves. Uh, yeah. I think I would be. Yeah. I think I would be uh, hoping that that would be the case. I think we we need a game like that. Like, when's the last time 
Oklahoma fans were were at a game where I mean, like the claws literally came out, and people were angry. Um, twenty twenty, Oklahoma State. State. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, a little bit this year. I felt more venom in the air for that twenty twenty Bedlam game than this year, though. Yeah. Yeah. We need a game like that. I think a USC game would would serve that up perfectly. All right. Hey, we got to hit a timeout. Quick break. More from the rush coming up. A couple of segments left on a Monday here from Newcastle Casino. Stay tuned. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Listen up, folks. Landers Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Norman is ready to hire you. The construction is starting on our new service facility, so we're looking to hire service technicians now. This is a huge opportunity for anyone looking for a career with guaranteed growth potential. We offer sign-on bonuses, excellent benefits, and fast-track training. Our goal is to help you succeed. Call Landers Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Norman or go to LandersCDJRNorman.com today. Hi, I'm Trevor Turner with RK Black. RK Black is the leading provider of information technology solutions in small and medium-sized organizations. Is your business looking to get more from technology? If so, let RK Black help design a technology platform or cloud solution that propels your business forward. RK Black has helped numerous organizations have better mobility and more efficiencies through technology. Visit us online at rkblack.com or call 943-9800. The word is spreading, and the ref army is growing. All right, man, you heard it. Let's move, 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 move. Find your Sooner coverage fix with the home of Sooner fans on your favorite social media platform for questions of the day, upcoming show interviews, show highlights, and more. Oh, look at that, an alert. I'm probably trending already. Search for KREF Sports on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to keep up with the home of Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. For three generations, the John M. Ireland and Son Funeral Home and Chapel in Morris continued to serve the community by giving back to local schools, charitable organizations, and first responders. We provide pre-planning for funerals and cremation services at the most reasonable prices. We are proud to be a family-owned and operated funeral home. Award-winning funeral home year after year, our family believes in serving the people of our community. I'm John Ireland. And I'm Solon Daniels. You've, You've got, got our, our word on it. Hi, I'm Tim Lasher for my company, National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Parents, do you want your teen to be a safe driver? Enroll them today in Oklahoma's free online Work Zone Safe course for teen drivers at www.workzonesafe.com. Your team will learn to be a safe driver in a work zone and be eligible to win scholarships, sports tickets, and more. Visit www.workzonesafe.com to learn more and enroll your team today. Workzonesafe.com It is the Rush on the Ref. Download our free app in the App Store. Just search K-R-E-F to listen to us wherever you're at on the go. Final hour brought to you by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel we got a couple of texts here about the uh, most intense they've ever seen OU fans before. Um, it was probably when that old man ripped the berries off of the Texas fan at a bar after the Red River shootout. That happened at like an Applebee's or a Chili's or something like that? 
Whoa, 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 whoa. If anyone else recalls that story? I've never heard this before. Is this is this something that was fairly recent? Is this like really old? I remember a story from about 10 years ago where an OU and a Texas fan got in a fight at like happy hour of an Applebee's. I don't know if that's the story that's being referenced or if there was another one that I don't know about, but it sounds intense. Which, by the way, that's not me breathing into the microphone. Tyler, that's the air conditioning wind <laughs> tunnel that I'm in here at Newcastle I, I Casino. I just asked you if you're under a vent a few minutes ago. and Okay, yeah, you are indeed under a vent. <laughs> it's like, it's, I might as well be in, a, in the one of those walk-in freezers. I saw, uh, this is from the 918, I saw an OU fan choke out a Miami fan at the Orange Bowl in 2010, I believe. Was the most nice. angry I've ever seen an OU fan. LOL. Nice. You're running a like choking out a Miami fan. Like that's that could be a commitment. Right. Well, I, I mean, anytime you're in a professional football stadium, there's a need to fight for some reason. Every weekend in the NFL, it's like one of my pastimes. I checked the interwebs on Monday for all of the fights that happened in the stands at NFL football games. Yeah, it's crazy. And 80% of those fights happen uh, west of Vegas. L.A., yeah, that's Vegas. True. Yeah, it's almost. I would say San like Fran. 75 or 80% of them tend to be Rams. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Rams games for some reason. Um, it was at a Henry Hudson's, says the texture. My cousin represented the Oklahoma fan. Wow. Oh, you know that's Texas a, fan is in danger walking into a Henry Hudson's pub. You know that guy's bragging about representing that OU fan. That that's a story he likes to tell. Do you think they have that uh the Henry Hudson's patron like is there a plaque in that in that bar? I'll tell you that what, day? man, you never pay for a drink in this place, I promise you that. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. One dollar PBR at Applebee's will have you fighting. Yes. Yeah. Accurate. Uh, let's see. If OU and USC play a semifinal, that means the two SE teams play each other and a semifinal. Unlikely. Oh uh, yeah, we're operating off of the premise that there's got to be two SEC football teams in the playoff. The, that wasn't the case this year. They're two Big Ten teams. No. And after they two both Big lost, they will never be two Big Ten teams again. Well, this is our last year of the four-team playoff. But, um, yeah, that, that won't happen again. Yeah, it will be It will be Oklahoma. It will be USC. It will be LSU. Who else have we lost to in a national championship game to? Florida? Kentucky. No. Florida. Say Florida. Yeah, it's that's too far. I, like LSU, I think has a legitimate chance. Florida State has a legitimate chance. USC has a legitimate chance. Oh, we didn't lose to Florida State in a national championship game. Though. What am like, I thinking? What? what are you talking about? You were only yeah. there. Jeez. I know. <laughs> nice I was confusing them with Florida. Yeah, just go with Kentucky. Lost to them in 1950 in the Sugar Bowl. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I don't know. I we, I'm just joking. Obviously, we are a long way from ever even entertaining making a college football semifinal. Yeah, I like how you say Florida. No, like I, I want to come up with something realistic. Well, 
they rolled off a six and seven, just like OU did this year. But I okay, yeah. but I would think that OU is in better position to make a year two jump than Florida is. At least Maybe. I think. At least I think. <laughs> Maybe. At least I think. <laughs> God willing, that'll be the case. Yeah, we'll see. Camo Sooner says, uh, let's not forget about the ball boy at OSU getting pummeled in Norman in 2020. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, there was some uh, there was some anger. Was that was it 20? Yeah, there was some anger in in 2020. I remember. You're right. That was a uh, that was a good one. 405, the last year of glass bottles at the Big 12 at Arrowhead against Kansas State was crazy. Oh, my God. There were glass bottles yeah. at Arrowhead for that? Oof. Wow. What year was that? Was that 03? It was either 2000 or 2003, one or the other. I don't know what year. It didn't say. Man. That is a disaster written all over it. Yikes. Can you imagine? Think how far society has fallen in 20 years. Can you imagine if they had glass bottles at a football game right now? Well, you How many just people said would there's die? at least nine fights at Rams games. There would be a about an 8% mortality rate at every Rams home game if there were glass bottles. I can just imagine the Bills losing on a, on a walk-off touchdown or something, and here come the howitzers from the <laughs> upper deck. <laughs> I can't believe that used to exist. Jeez. Yeah. Asking for a but, terrible you situation. Know, it is interesting. They're in all bars still. Somehow, you know, we survived that one way or another, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm not giving society enough credit, but I kind of uh, feel I like. I think you're giving them just I've enough got it credit. Dialed. Yeah, I think you got it <laughs> dialed in pretty accurately. Uh, in case you didn't hear, James Skalski, former Clemson linebacker, he is going to join the staff as a uh, GA. His dad was a Sooner in the 80s, and Teddy's very excited about it. Cowboy yep. collar, brothers. And Text yep. Line is hoping that he wears a cowboy collar on the sidelines, and I agree with it. Maybe that should be like the uh, OU gets a turnover. They, they've never really had a defense celebration that I can remember. Maybe they have. You put on a cowboy collar or something. I think they just get him a coach's polo that's got like a triple X collar on the top of it. Yeah, there we go. Just a gigantic collar, heavy starch. Um, Wow. I'm I'm anxious about it, man. I I think that's going to be a really, really good addition. I haven't met the young man, so I don't know. But from everything I've heard Coach Venable say about him and uh, what he displayed out there on the football field. I actually uh, talked to Rufus about him back during the season whenever he came in for a week there, I think, and was hanging around the offices. Uh, Rufus had a lot of really good things to say about him, so I think it's awesome. Uh, this, one last text. My buddy threw a, gloss, a, a glass bottle at a K-State RV after that game. He got away unscathed. Ooh. Man, <laughs> I'll tell you. You throw you throw a bottle uh, at the wrong RV, someone's going to walk out of that thing with a sawed-off shotgun. And it's probably going to be a K-State fan, most likely. <laughs> probably so, yes. you got to be careful, man. Hey, You're not you doing that know. in Morgantown, West Virginia. Yeah. You throw a beer bottle against something. I mean, I don't know what the RV was, but some of those are, you know, $500,000 and up. 
<laughs> you don't want to throw it at the wrong one. You never know what the person inside of it's thinking at that point, how many beers they've had, too. Mm. Wow. Well, I'm glad he's still alive. All right, quick timeout. We'll come back and wrap things up here from Newcastle Casino. Stay tuned. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. You'll feel good about Landers. How good? Our best deals every day good. Like 4000 off and 2.99% financing for 60 months with no payments for 90 days on select 2022 Silverados and take 1750 off MSRP on new 2023 Malibus and Equinox. Let us show you just how good your experience can be at Landers Chevrolet of Norman and LandersChevroletNorman.com. Find new roads. Must finance with GM.